Did you get it? Is it on? <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Taking Over the World with Ed and Aaron. What's up, buddy? I like this. this is, you like the energy. This is new, yes, huh? Taking over the hey, world. Listen, yes. I like bringing energy. Uh, you know, same old stuff, man. Just getting after another week, a big weekend, Labor Day weekend. Lots of... Uh, Coming and going and getting settled back in. So, so what was your Labor Day weekend like? Labor Day weekend was busy for us. You know, every every year we uh, we saddle up with a couple of our really good family friends and we head out. We took our we took our crew, and I don't use the word crew lightly. Okay, we took uh, what six adults, nine kids. Quick math, that's fifteen people, right? And we took over Carlsbad area. So it was fun. You know, we every year we head down to the beach, Newport, Huntington, Oceanside, something. This year it was Carlsbad, and it was awesome, man. The kids loved it. It's So, you know, I grew up down, obviously, in, in Southern California, so I, I grew up around the beach and stuff. So it's fun to watch our kids from Vegas, you know, see waves and salt water and sand in places that they're not used to having sand in. <laughs> man, we got chafing going on. We got we got dolphins swimming out in there in the water by us. Yeah, I was, saw that picture. It was awesome, yeah. dude. So it was fun. It was it was a lot of fun. Um you know, but again, you go back to the same old thing. You come back from vacation and you're just tired. Tired. Well then you know what? I got the solution. No more vacations for you. <laughs> every time you take a day off and you're like relaxing you come back tired so just no more days off you just got to work every day okay fair enough fair enough fair enough what's going on with you guys nothing we went um we stayed home okay we're monitoring the flash floods all over vegas yeah man that was wow that seemed i could have seen it pop up on my phone and Looked like Hillary, uh, Hurricane Hillary was a week late or something, right? Yeah, no, I just decided to come. Yeah, a week later, <laughs> I just decided to come full force and just drown everybody in Vegas. Um, yeah, that was it. And then we went out to Pahrump. I went out to Pahrump. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That was a wild lead turned crazy story turned into a deal. Yeah, yeah, that was a crazy deal. And then I think probably the best event over the weekend was Colorado football. I'm not going to lie. I'm a, I'm a Pac-12 guy. I am an ASU guy. There's no there's no doubt about that. But I'll tell you what. I was rooting hard for, for the buffs. I remember growing up and being a multi-sport athlete myself. I mean, prime time, Dion was like, I had posters of him in my room. And I'm, I was pulling for him. I was excited. I was a prime guy. Okay. I didn't care. Like, my kids came down after the game and they're like, hey, who did Prime play for? I'm like, oh, Atlanta, the Niners, and Dallas. They're like, Atlanta. I'm like, you guys don't know Prime, dude. <laughs> That's where he went. <laughs> I mean, imagine going from a Falcons game over straight over to playing with the Braves, playing with the Reds. I mean, he would bounce from, you know, same day, playing multiple sports. Dude. Wild. But one of the things I was I was watching, right? So when he so when he came over to Colorado, right? Everybody yeah. was like, "Oh, this guy, he's, he's the 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 D one schools are yeah. way too big for him. Right. He's not gonna make it. Right. He's got all these new players. He's got I think I think was, they said it was eighty new new portal transfers. He only had one kid left that was on full scholarship that stayed that uh, ended up earning a starting position from when he took over." Okay, so everybody was new, yeah. new roster, new everything, and 
it was it's just a testament to his leadership. I mean, he actually made the people there believe that he was going to win. Right. I mean, they were twenty almost twenty one point underdogs. I mean, I thought I was like, I was like, oh, I'm going to watch the game. I think Prime's going to do good. I don't think he'll lose by twenty one, but let's see what he does against. I mean, TCU was in the national championship last year. Sure. Right. So it was like, why? And then I'm watching the game. I'm like. Oh no, they're gonna pull this off. Like they're gonna make sure that they win this game. And I think it's his leadership. I think it's just when you when you have the right leadership and when you go to an organization, because that's what it is. That's what college football is nowadays. It's not a sport. It's an organization, right? So you right. go when you go to the right organization, you have the right leadership running the organization, they'll run through a wall for you. And they won't even think about it. Well, I, I think you hit the nail the nail right on the head. It's like Obviously, he brought, he brought over some athletes, and he told them, I don't know if you remember that conference when he first came in, he's like, hey, I'm coming, and I'm bringing my own luggage with me, and it's Louis Vuitton, baby, <laughs> right? And so everyone, you know, everyone's like, this is just prime being prime, but I think it comes into that believing in a culture, right? Like, he changed the culture from day one, and he, he, he believed it, he walked it, he lived it, and I think the kids bought into it, you know? And, and like you said, I mean, it, it can go into an office, it can go on to a real estate team. You can go on to any industry you really talk about is that if you have the right leadership in place that it's easy to, to talk to talk, but when guys get out there and walk the walk and like you said, like there was guys on that team ready to run through a wall and, and he had them believing that they were capable of making that change and capable of operating at that level. And, and you take the deal like Perump, right? Like one, it came from an agent that I don't think when that agent first came to us, they believed in themselves or believed in that they could do it, right? right? Like when during our interviews, they they said, what's your goal? Sell three houses in a year, right? Like <laughs> two weeks in, that person's got her escrow, right? So it started even with our team is that changing the belief system and changing the accountability process. And, and that agent believed and that was a, a really whack deal that had a lot of moving pieces that, that you guys pulled together and it, it just it just speaks to that character and it's funny because i watched i got caught so i started watching you know like on instagram you get you know like when you start watching one reel about see like every every reel i had was seeing football seeing football and probably the best one i saw with they were interviewing dion right and, and like coach coach prime like do you know shador uh his quarterback son like do you know he broke the record for like who oh that's sanders right Sanders. Sanders. yeah he's he's the kid that you guys said was only going to be a HCSB or whatever the college was, right? Right. Okay, so he broke the record. But he was the one that came here only because I was the coach. That That's the kid, right? He only got the job because that same kid? And they're like, and then so he's like, and he's like, obviously just right. goading him, right? right. And so the guy did say, he's like, ah, I took notes. I got him. I saved I, receipts. I, he's like, yeah, you saw that one. He goes, he goes, I got them receipts. He goes, I got them receipts. You know who you are. And, and I thought that was awesome. It's like, you know, it's a little bit of, and you got to have that little bit of ego. But you got to know when to play it, right? Right. Like you got to know when to check your ego. But, you know, like, you also got to know when to puff your chest and, and make a move. And I thought that was one of my favorites, dude. That was hey, awesome. Yeah, no. You, you got to, like, so he came into it and, and no one, I think, doubted the swag, right? Nobody right, doubted, right? hey, Prime's coming down. It's Prime. We know who Prime right. is. Prime can, Prime can make anything. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that's Prime. Right. You know, but when he had the first press conference, um. I remember one of the things he said. He told the people there, "Hey, we op we're going to operate this way. Yep. If you're not comfortable, you just need to check the door. Like, yeah. just get out. And we're going to do this. Whoever wants to be here, I'm welcoming anybody who wants to stay. And if you don't want to 
do this my way, right. find the door. Work hard. And again, here you go. And, and so like, you know, and you go and you put the, you, you put this news out there, right? Like obviously this isn't news everybody's talking about it, but it's like, now you're going to get the naysayers because their schedule does turn into a gauntlet, right? Oh, like, it's going to be like, tough. I mean, I think they had the energy. They, they had the swag. They came out in, you know, on the road. It's a big win, right? Right. Um, and you you potentially put two kids with Shady or and uh, Travis Hunter, like, on the Heisman watch, right? But, like, you know, now they got to roll through Oregon, SC, UCLA, you know, like... Nebraska. Nebraska, the black shirt defense. Well, if they can ever get that back. But it's like... So I think things are going to get tougher for them, but it'll be interesting to see, you know, how they respond. Um, and you know, it, it kind of gets me to shift gears a little bit is that is it got me thinking about, um, something I heard in finishing up one of our, one of my books was that it, you start talking about collaboration versus competition, right? right? And so what, what does that mean? So a lot of people will focus on who their competition is, right? They'll be so obsessed with Ed O'Rossi that they forget to be themselves. They'll be so obsessed with TCU and how to beat TCU. And I think, Coach Prime did a perfect example. He said, look, we, we don't care who we play, right? He's like, our competition is us. And so as long as we we go out there and we do us, like, nobody's going to beat us. Or, you know, we have the best chance to win. And, and, you know, it goes into, like, that keeping up with the Joneses, right? Like, if Dave Ramsey's famous line, like, don't try to keep up with the Joneses. The Joneses are broke, right? right? And, and not all of them are. But, you know, like, it's, it's a good line. And and I think that we, we focus so hard sometimes on being the best – and being better than somebody. And you're like, there's one like, yeah, I want to be the best, right? But we focus the wrong part of being the best. Like, I want to be better than Ed so bad that I lose my focus. I lose my right. way. And that's where collaboration comes in. It's like, okay, well, wait a minute. Like, if there's an opportunity for me to work with Ed, and if Ed's trying to beat me, I'm trying to beat Ed, what happens if we work together? Right. right? You go right into the topic and the title of this conversation to the podcast, right? You can take over the world. You can, right? But you, you can. got two individual people just so focused on bam, 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 trying to beat each other. And I'm not saying that's us by any means, <laughs> but but I think we've had a collaboration from the beginning, and we saw that value there, right? And it comes into adding value, like what what gets you farther? You know that value you can add to your clients, your lives, your families by collaborating versus always going out there and trying to compete and compare yourself to other people. Right. So, so I think it's both, right? So I think there's, there has to be some level of competition. Sure. Because everybody has it, right? right? Right. Not everybody, but a lot of us have competition. But collaboration, I mean, you have to understand you don't succeed alone. Right. Like there, there's nobody that succeeds alone. Dion, right, primetime, if it wasn't for his team, he would not have done what he did, right? It was, it was a collaboration of everybody being on the same page deciding hey we're going to do this together and believing in the system the tools that they had the people that they surrounded themselves with the process Mm -hmm. like it's the whole thing i mean some people are saying oh well they had seven penalties with a brand new team i mean this is their first game there's teams out there that would love to get seven penalties in an entire game (laughs) that have been together for two years like hey we only get seven penalties i'm in heaven well that was like there i mean you talk about exactly what you said like that trust like that commitment like you are one of those guys that were like hey we got this you're like all right let's go 100 miles an hour right we'll figure it out later let's get going and you know we've had that conversation before right out of uh you know uh gary keller right like quality versus quantity right like if you sit around waiting for that perfect system perfect this perfect that like how many things pass you by where you get out there and go to work quantity turns to quality well 
and, and believing in the process. And right. you're one of those guys that says, hey, listen, I know, I believe in myself, I believe in my team, let's go, we'll figure it out right. as we go, right? Yeah. I saw something that, that when they ponied up the money, CU do, to bring on Dion, it was like $29 million, $28, 29000000 million. They didn't have the money. <laughs> they go to 80, like, we're here, like, we'll find it. It'll come. Don't worry. <laughs> but they believed in him. They believed in the process, you know, the process, the systems that were in place. And I don't think they're going to have any problem getting it now because I think they've already got like donors donating, like season tickets sold out in like record time. So it's like, yeah. to your point, it goes back to when you have the right process, when you have the right system and you have the right team collaborating and believing, dude, you become unstoppable. You do. And one of, one of the things I didn't realize, and you're a Pac-12 guy, so you would know this. Yeah. I wouldn't. Um, cause I'm not a PAC 12 guy, but well, and none of us are going to be PAC 12 people here in another <laughs> year. So yeah, it's going away. So, but I didn't realize Colorado is one of the only schools in the PAC 12 that doesn't have a baseball program. Yeah. Like I didn't know that. And now prime is talking about with the excess money that he's, that they're giving because they're, they're now they're, their budget is far exceeding what they needed in the right. football program. Right. He's like, well, let's start a baseball program. Right. Because he that's the other sport he played. So he's like, let's start a baseball program. So you're going to tell me, you're, you're going on record right now. You're going to be the first to call your shot. Coach Prime is going to be coaching football. <laughs> no, I think you did. No, I said he wants a baseball. I said he wants a baseball baseball in the spring. I like no, it. No, I'd be, I'd be <laughs> impressed. But, but I, I'm saying that he's going to br- – I don't even know he's going to be there long enough. Oh, to I, to 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 actually see the baseball program start. So we're gonna see like uh, Shea Doer and Shiloh, his two sons, Travis Hunter. All those guys are gonna be on the baseball team. Like I, I could see. Dude. Hey, listen, you get the right <laughs> team, any, you get the right process. I mean, listen, I'm not gonna say if that anybody could pull well. that off, he'd be in the World Series of Baseball in the next year. Like I I I believe because that. because because of you know another thing I thought was super cool is. Every sport, every every sport, professionally and amateur, right? College and, and whatever has a C on their chest. Yeah, they, they have a C on their chest. They That's have an the A. Hotness, right? Right. Everybody mm-hmm. wants a C on their chest. They want to be the captain. Mm-hmm. If they don't have a captain, they want to be the alternate. Like they're okay with that. And I'm noticing he doesn't have not one C or not one A. Like there's, mm-hmm. no, like what does he have? He has an L and a D. So I look it up and I'm like, what does the L and the D actually mean? So. What is the L? Well, you want me to, you yeah, want me yeah. to tell you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The leader. The right? leader, the right? Leader. So that's the captain. Right. But he doesn't call him a captain. He calls right. him a leader because he's a leader of men. Right. You know? And then what's the D? I know you know it. Just go ahead and let him, let him know. <laughs> dog. <laughs> he's the dog. That means he's the guy who's going to get in the trenches and fight with you. Like, that's what he wants. He wants leaders and dogs. He wants people that he knows that... They're gonna lead the people, right? They're gonna they're gonna believe the process. They're gonna understand what we do and how what we stand for. And one of the things I thought is really cool is when he talks to parents, right? When he talks to parents, he never says, Your son's gonna be a starter, or I'm gonna get your son into the NFL, or I'm gonna get your son to do this, or I'm gonna get your son to do this. The only thing is he tells every single parent is, You're gonna give me your son as a boy, and when you get him back, he'll be a man. That's it. I mean, that's confidence in that leadership. And he has them dress differently and talk differently and walk differently. I mean, they carry themselves completely different. And then it's like, okay, so why don't the other coaches do this? Yeah, and I think you're right because it starts to transcend the game, right? Right. And 
it's funny because by no means am I coach prime, right? <laughs> but I coach a lot of youth sports and, and I tell my parents every year, I was like, listen, I'm not going to tell you we're going to win every game. You know, we, we probably won't, to be honest with you guys, right? Um, we're not going to be the number one team in, in the state, you know, but we're going to compete. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna learn to be better teammates. I was like, listen, we're going to have fun. We're, we're going to work together. And I always tell them is that, like, listen, like, this is bigger than baseball. Like, when you start to look at youth sports and, and everybody's, like, my son's the best. It's like, like, let's be real. Like, there's not college scouts out there watching 10, 11, 12 youth baseball, right? They start to get out there in high school and with all the other sports. And, and it comes down to, like, how, what's the percentage of those kids that, you know, even my group at 12, 12 U boys, right? Like, how many of them are going to play high school baseball? If I've got 12 kids on the team, probably nine, right? After that, where's the fall off? Like, might have two or three go to JUCO, maybe one go to a D1 college. So it's like, at, you really have to, even at a young age, I think it's so important that we're instilling these values in, in these kids, right? And, and whether they go on to play for a coach like Prime or something, it's like I always tell the parents, like, I will teach them to be better teammates. There's going to be like rules there's going to be procedures we teach them like to focus on the details like last night the boys got in trouble because they weren't down the line ready to go at 6 30 like that that's our time schedule so we're teaching them accountability already um we've already told them like there's going to be grade checks you know and at any point your parents come to us and they're not happy with your grades or we hear from the teacher or things like that you're still part of the team but you're and you're going to dress but you're going to watch and that if, if you're our best player or you think you're our best player and we lose all four games i'll tell you what there's not going to be one parent that's going to second guess that decision because you do have to, you know, you have to find that balance between taking the next level in life and playing sports. Cause you even take CU, like, I don't know how big a college football roster is these days. Maybe it's 60 people, 70 people. No, it's like 90. 90. There's 90. <laughs> right? Like, Not all scholarship players, but there's 90. So uh, how many go on to the NFL out of, out of CU? Maybe 10 right. of there's, those There's seven people. rounds of 32. Yeah. So. Right? Whatever so that number comes out to. Somebody much smarter than I should do the math on. Yeah, there's probably <laughs> right? 280 get drafted every year, maybe 285. Like, you imagine Prime coming to sit here like, I'm going to take your boy and turn him into a man for you. Like, that's that's the difference. Like you said, the dress, the accountability, the, the, the image that they're now putting out and the life lessons they're learning instead of just football. Like, it will tr- they'll translate, but it's like when he sits in your room and tells you, I was like, yep, that's where I'm going. Like, like, well, it just it makes sense. Well, I think we t- we like I was involved in in sports with our kids and stuff, and now my youngest is eighteen. She's off to college, so it's a different world, and she's not playing sports in college because that's her choice. Um, but I think that as you go, right, the accountability. Like I, I talked to somebody the other day, and they were telling me, "Oh, my kid's getting some stuff done with academics, and he's not really pulling his weight or whatever." And I'm like, "Perfect." Have the coach just bench him. Right. Well, I don't know if I want that. Well, what do you want? Do you want accountability or do you want them to do what they want to do? Because in life, they can't do what they want to do. That just doesn't happen, right? In life, you can't, oh, you know what? I'm not going to show up to work today, so I'm not going to show up. And even like in our business, right? So we own our own business. We do real estate. We have our own team. We're doing our own things. We can decide we're not going, but can we do it every day? No. Do we do it every day? No. And when we don't, there's always, when we can't come, it's like, hey, I have this going on. Can you do it for me? Or can you help me with this? There has to be a level of accountability. There has to be a level of, hey, we're going to get this done. Let's do it as a team versus I'm going to do what I want to do because I'm the best I'm the best there is. Like, 
Well, and it comes right down to the kind of book we've been talking about for, for a few episodes, the, the who, the not, not how, right? Right. And that person that, that wants that ego, that, like, I'm the best, I can do this, I can do this, yeah, yeah you might be able to. But not nearly as good as my entire team can do it, right? Like, and when you talk about accountability, it's like we all have accountability to do what we're really good at. Like, so you know, like you're just the ultimate closer in negotiations, right? Like maybe mine is a little bit more nurturing, uh, pat on the back kind of, kind of style, right? Right. No, but Mer- everybody, the hammer, right? right. Like, you, like, right? Yeah, she's a hammer for everybody, like but me then, and you. Then you got, um, you know, then you got the rest of the squad that like. Without them, like it just doesn't work. Like the podcast, the videos, the the all that stuff that goes on behind the scenes. Like, man, if imagine one person trying to have like all that and be like, oh, I can do it all myself. Like it just it doesn't work. And you know, you talk, you go right back to that collaboration. Like the more people you get to buy in, I mean, like the sky is the limit for the group. And we have to have that accountability to not only ourselves but to each other. And I think that accountability knows like you have to be accountable enough to know when you need to find a who. Like, right. right, like like we've been talking about videos and, and putting out content and, and it's funny because we watched our intro videos that we made for clients, what, like a couple of weeks ago and we just died laughing. Like, right. like wow, these are bad. Right. <laughs> I, I saw mine from four years ago and I was like, is that out there still? Like, you look like a mime up there, right, with all the hand action, right? And, and I, I like had this soft-toned voice and I was trying to be like Mr. Proper. Like, it's like, that's not us, right? And now you look at some of the video content that we can push out and it's we wouldn't have been able to my point is we wouldn't have been able to do that if we weren't accountable to ourselves to our team and knowing that listen we need a who to do this right and they get it done better faster their turnaround's better the quality's better and, and why is that important because the ultimate it ultimately it comes down to we're able to add more value to our clients by bringing more people into our collaboration like the client experience grows and we're able to help and serve more people and and that's the goal. Like I was talking to to my coach today because both of us get coached, right? We right. we have different coaches that have different styles. Um, my coach um, asked me today. He's like, "What's the end goal? Like, where do you want your organization to go?" Right. Right. And I'm like, "Well, I want it to be a place that that people see the value in what we do and how we can help them, but I also want to see a place where." We have avenues for people to create wealth and retirement. Yeah. Right? Maybe it's a syndication on some properties. Maybe it's creating a REIT where people can buy into the REIT and we can buy properties because we have access to properties. Right? What can we do as an organization that makes it so much better for people around us to succeed in more than just one way? And how do we have enough who's in our world to make it possible? Absolutely. You know, because it's, it's not about me. It's not about you. It's about how can we help more people, right? Because ultimately, if, if we focus on helping more people, the more people we help, the better this world gets, right? Absolutely. It, it gets to be a better place. And not, not, not to be all serious now all of a sudden, but it's like that's what we're looking for. We're looking, so we are we, so serious. Well, we're, not, we're trying not to get serious. <laughs> but we're trying to hold the accountability of what are we holding ourselves accountable to? Right. Right? Like, what, what do we want out to accomplish out of life? We want, you know, our kids to be okay and go to college and not have to worry about college debt. We want our, our families to be taken care of. We want the, the families of the people in our world to be taken care of. Like, we want everybody to be taken care of. We just, so, so we have to believe in the leadership. 
that we have, right? We have to believe in the systems that we're creating. We have to create Colorado football. Which uh, what you call Coach Prime? We have to. I mean, I'm sure he would take our call. Oh, if I call Prime, Prime be like, "What's up, man? What's up, dog?" <laughs> <laughs> He thinks you're a dog. We just get him away. Hey, listen. Uh, I'm like, Prime, I got a deal on my chest, dude. <laughs> breaking news. Next podcast, Coach Prime. Wait, we've already had the Jabberwockies. You know, I think next in line is Coach Prime. Right? I, I think we should. Well, it's funny because but you go you, know, you, you go right down that path to pick up where you left off is that so many people put others first. And I'm not saying that's a bad right. thing. But sometimes you got to, like, think back and, like, one of the things you talk about coaching is that one of my, my coach's big things is, like, well, what's your personal goals? And I'll be like, ah, oh, you know, to may I have GCI of X amount of dollars to take my family on this. Like, hey, okay, what are your personal goals? I'll be like, well, uh, to do – okay, what are your – I'm like, okay, obviously I'm not getting where he's going with this. No. Right? But it makes perfect sense is that, like, we have to look after ourselves and put ourselves first sometimes too. And, and probably majority of the time, and I know that sounds egotistical, but it's like if I put myself first, what does that mean? That means I'm a happier person, right? That could be my health. That doesn't mean like I'm putting myself first to be like, oh, I'm going to buy a G5 and fly around the country. You're like, right? It's like that's how we get Coach Prime. That's how we get Coach Prime prime money, right? <laughs> we, just, like, we, send him, we send him the G5 and he comes over. Right, but it's like doing the things that make me happy, like, the podcast, the video content, helping clients, you know, like my health, you know, like being comfortable with me and knowing that I have personal goals. I think that frees us up then to continue to to have that trickle down effect to help other people. Because if you don't help yourself first and you're constantly putting yourself second, third or fourth, sooner or later, that becomes a heavy weight to carry. Right. Just like, well, everybody else around me is happy, but am I happy? Like, right. you know, it's like and I get it. Yes. We like you and I are both people that get joy out of making other people happy and seeing and helping, other people right. happy. But at the end of the day, it does get to the point where, you know, you get that frustration built up as like, yeah, everybody else is happy. I'm doing so much for everybody else, but I'm tired. I'm, I'm frustrated or I don't have time to do this because I'm, I, I can't say no to other people because I'm a constant yes man. It's like, right. sometimes it's okay to say no. You know, like, it is. I, I'm, I'm going to go take care of my personal health today. I'm, I'm going to read my book today. I'm going to watch CU football today because that's what I need for me. And by taking care of me, it allows me to better take care of you. Like, isn't it a wild theory? Like, like yeah, it, it is a wild. Subscribe to that. But it is. It is really important. So, before we go, you have homework before the next podcast. I will. I will call Coach Prime. Okay, I'm <laughs> glad you understood the homework because you are the Pac-12 guy. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if we can get Mr. Pac-12. Uh, you know, he could be the last Pac-12 coach of the year. I think. I think we just fly to Colorado and interview him there. I mean, I've heard of worse ideas. I know. Just walk on in campus. Be like, Prime, we're here. Okay, this is uh, Ed and Aaron. We're taking over the world. Uh, quick question for you, Prime. Do you do you ever want your staff for us? <laughs> <laughs> and can we be leaders and dogs? Can, can, can you please not get me kicked off the campus? <laughs> All right, buddy. We'll talk next week. Hopefully, it's a better week than this weekend. And you don't. You're not as tired and ready. You know, you're ready Listen, to go. I'm going to channel my inner dog, courtesy of Coach Prime, this week. There you go. Channel that. <laughs> oh, yeah.